In the U.S. alone, more than 1.7 million people are diagnosed with cancer each year. Millions more are impacted as they watch someone close battle this disease. Shaking Cancer is an effort to tell the stories that counter the effects of this relentless and unforgiving disease. This is the Shaking Cancer Podcast. I reached out to Ken Harris, who was someone who I had worked with and had met in my time in the Finger Lakes in uh, central New York. And he was someone who I thought about when it came to um, this theme of shaking cancer. Ken, you've had uh, some experiences related to this word cancer. Um, and I go back to these two words, St. Baldrick's. Tell me what St. Baldrick's is. Well, um, first of all, thanks for having me, Greg, and I'm happy to help out with this. St. Baldrick's is an, or- is an organization that started around 2000 by three businessmen who decided that they wanted to give back to the community. And they decided that since one of them had a nice big thick head of hair, that they would raise some money in return for shaving this guy's head to show some solidarity with kids who have to lose their hair due to chemotherapy. And so again, this was back in 2000. So between um, 2000 and today, St. Baldrick's has raised more than $300 million. There are St. Baldrick's events all across the country now. And just in our part of the world, you know, there's Syracuse, there's Binghamton, there's Ithaca, they're all over the place, Owego. So it's a, it's, a, it's a big organization. And really the money that's raised is to fund uh, pediatric cancer research. That's the goal of this organization. How did you first get that um, feeling of knowing that this was something that you wanted to be involved with long term? Because I always think about the things that I've been involved with short term, where it's a one year thing or um, it's just one event. Um, What gave you that feeling that this was something that, you know, you always wanted to be involved with? Uh, Well, I I was friends with a woman here in Ithaca uh, who I met through some professional connections. And the more I got to know her, um, she shared with me that her daughter had died of a brain tumor, I believe at the age of four. Um, And so that kind of made my knees wobble a little bit. And I felt this great sadness come over me. And I decided I wanted to do whatever I could do to help, to help people, you know, to help the cause and hopefully prevent other four-year-olds or other children from um, dying of cancer. Sure. So where you are, uh, geographically is an area and I've lived in Ithaca twice now in my life. Um, you've, you know, you know, the area so well, uh, it's an area that has always been known for being, um, generous, uh, the community that always comes together when it needs to come together, no matter what the cause, uh, I think back to years ago when there were, uh, ice dams that were building up in local creeks and people were out on the street helping out and those sorts of things. Um, I imagine the response has always been overwhelming when you've reached out to people and you probably have story upon story of people who you've talked to who have been so incredibly generous and supportive. It's been very rewarding. In fact, the Ithaca um, events have raised for the last 10 years just short of $200,000. 
And I mean, those are five and $10 donations. Yeah. So, you know, everybody who spreads out and goes to collect money, they've all done a great job. And again, you know, I would come to you, Greg, and say, you know, um, we're raising money for pediatric um, research, cancer research. And in exchange for you giving me some money, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shave my head in solidarity with these poor little babies who have cancer and the angels who didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can come to the event. The public is welcome to the event. It's a very emotional day. And a lot of people find that very, you know, interesting. And they like to see, you know, Ken Harris with no hair on his head. And so many of us who do this, you know, skip that last haircut or two before the event. So it's a little bit more fun, dramatic, whatever you want to call it. And there's a good number of women who do this each year. Mm -hmm. And I've been I've been at events where women have hair halfway halfway (laughs) down their back. And it all gets shaved off and there's tears and, you know, a lot of hugging, although with COVID-19, everything changed, but (laughs) like you talk about the volunteer spirit, um, we don't really have to ask the local barbers and, 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 and hairstylists all volunteer to come in that day. We usually have it at a, at a local bar restaurant Mm -hmm. or some sort of, you know, similar place. And we've been having it at a place called um, Kilpatrick's, which is yep. kind of an Irish bar restaurant. And since it's St. Baldrick's and we have our event around St. Patrick's Day, it all fits together nicely. But we have an MC, and that person is usually a radio personality or a local musician. And we've had musicians come and play. We have people who volunteer to you know, collect donations at the door and to manage the, the head shavings and all that. We've had upwards of more of around 30 people. We've had other events where, for whatever reason, we've had around 10 people. But it's always um, emotional and it's very rewarding to me. And I like to spend a lot of time each year um, fundraising and getting as much money as I can for this most worthy event. And just to give one example of St. Baldrick's, um, the impact that they have, uh, in, in 2015, I'm just looking at my notes here, yeah. uh, with St. Baldrick's as the main catalyst, the FDA approved a new drug for pediatric neuroblastoma. And I hate to say those two words together, pediatric neuroblastoma. Mm-hmm. But it was only the third drug approved in 20 years made specifically for kids with cancer. Wow. So we're doing good work. We're doing really good work. So um, not to make certainly, um, you know, not to get us off track too much. The first thing that I'll mention before I forget is shaving your head is not an easy task because you are how tall? Uh, Today? Uh, (laughs) Six foot eight. Okay. So that's problem number one. And being five, six has always been a difficult thing when I've been talking to Ken in person. Um, But it was always fun because um, it, made me stretch my neck a little bit. That was always the first thing. Well, right here, we look about the same. <laughs> so that's number one. I mean, Ken, this is so, you know, I mean, we talk about it. It, it cancer is a heavy topic when it relates to um, kids. Obviously, it's an even heavier topic. Um, you know, I always go back to the story of uh, my wife had a cat, Sushi, who I met, you know, and sort of became like the adoptive dad for Sushi. Um, we never had any tests done, but she had um, something on her paw that we believed was cancer. And that's probably why Sushi died. Um, 
I mean, I don't have kids. That was emotional for me. Like these types of things are difficult. And especially if they're, they're difficult when we're dealing with them, they're difficult when you're dealing with it with children, they're difficult when you're dealing with it with pets or you're dealing with it, somebody in your community, whatever it is. Um, but that experience of just people coming together, um, must be, it's gotta be something like that just helped your heart a little bit. Right. I mean, you, you talked about sort of what that event is like. Yes, definitely. And, and the other thing that, that, um, makes a big impact, at least on me is, uh, there have been several events. I've been doing this for 10 years. There have been several events where parents come to the event who have lost a child Mm. and, you know, what do you say? Well, what is there to say? The, the word funeral and child, those two words should never be spoken together. And so, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of seriousness, but there's a lot of celebration too, because we're doing good work. We're raising money for a, for a valiant cause. And while the money is going to St. Baldrick's, um, they know what they're doing as far as utilizing this money and doling it out for this research. We're making real strides. Pediatric oncology um, cancer research is is very much underfunded. So St. Baldrick's plays a very vital role in the ongoing treatment and progress toward beating cancer. And I know cancer is a huge word that covers a lot of things, but I'm proud to work with St. Baldrick's and raise money for them. More of my conversation with Ken Harris next on the Shaking Cancer Podcast. Have feedback about the podcast or a story idea? Email us and let us know what you're thinking. Shakingcancer at gmail.com. So it fits under this theme of shaking cancer for me, um, thinking about what you do and you could very easily at the end of one of these events say, this is too much. It's it's heavy on my heart. It's such a difficult topic. I, I, I can't do it anymore. But every year you come back and there's that clear reason why you do. Um, right. You have the stories, you know, we talked offline about one of the you know, the stories that was sort of like the legendary story in Ithaca um, about Officer Colin, which, you know, a, a young child um, who had bravely battled cancer and and passed away. But like those types of stories, I mean, those types of stories are the ones that I'm sure that sort of hook you and, and bring everybody in. I mean, I was a news reporter at that time. And even Officer Colin like got me hooked and I was Mr. Like neutral, like I couldn't do anything up or down too much. I was trying to stay as neutral as possible. So it's those types of things I imagine that bring you back and, and hook you in and, and give you that feeling that like, okay, cancer doesn't win here. We are the ones who ultimately have the strength to get through this and, and show ourselves that we're together. Right. The, the officer Colin um, situation, uh, you know, went, went on for, for quite a while And for those who don't know, Officer Colin had been diagnosed with brain cancer at the age of two and was receiving treatment and went into remission over the course of the next um, few years. And when the Ithaca Police Department learned that his dream was to be a police officer when he grew up, they went ahead and made him uh, an honorary member of the Ithaca Police Department. And he joined the ranks in a very public ceremony and the whole community got involved and the whole community got on board with following um, the progress of Officer Colin. And he ended up having to go to St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital 
I think he was 10 years old at the time. And um, a couple of the Ithaca police uh, department actually went down to see, to be with him. Uh, members of the Memphis police department came to see him. And he received actually um, a, a treatment protocol that was actually originated and was funded by St. Baldrick's. Yeah, I don't think uh, I ever knew that. And, yes. and I covered that story. I mean, there was so much to cover regarding Officer Colin. I say cover that story. Um, yes. You know, a young kid who all he wanted to do was just be a kid. Right. And yes. um, every time you talk to his family or every time you talk to somebody, the first thing out of your mouth was, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And all this kid did was make jokes and smile and do like everything you would expect a kid to do. And he had this incredible, incredible hard to fathom thing happened to him. Um, so, you know, even in all of that and all the details of like where he was going to be with the police department and what city meeting he was going to be at and all these things he was doing, I didn't even know that about, about officer Colin. That is true. So when, when things really came to an end and there wasn't really any more options available and, and the day came, uh, his parents and the, and the hospital folks made sure that they could get him outside and breathe some fresh air and see the sun. Sorry. Yeah. And um, he passed away and they, they flew him to Syracuse and the Ithaca police department went to Syracuse and they escorted the, 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 I don't know if it was a hearse or ambulance or whatever back to Ithaca. And it was a very, very solemn and sweet gesture. So um, how that affected me personally was um, sometime later, they had a celebration of Collins, of Officer Collins' life, and they had to have it at one of the schools. I don't recall whether it was the high school or one of the schools in Ithaca, because there were so many people in the community that wanted to come and pay their respects. And the parents made it known that they wanted this to be a celebration, not to be, you know, a funeral. Um, and so I went to that. I went by myself and I wanted to pay my respects and I wanted to meet his parents and I wanted to, I tried so hard to keep my lower lip from quivering and maintain my composure. And I walked into the, uh, into the gymnasium where this was held and they had the big, the big board on the, on the wall. And it was a slideshow of Officer Colin, pictures of him throughout his life. And the music that was playing was Bob Marley. The first thing I hear is, you know, every little thing's going to be all right. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do this. I yeah. just can't do this. But, you know, there were 50 people ahead of me in the line. And by the time I got to his parents, you know, I was able to pull myself together. But that had a profound effect on me. You know, that one, that one situation and, and you know, Greg, that, that those those children die every day, yeah. and it 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 the way that affects parents and families and communities makes me want to work twice as hard to raise money to try to bring that to an end or help those situations. I can't bear to think about the pain that um, those families must be in, much less the fact that a little child who doesn't understand has to say goodbye. Yeah. Well, good, good on you for doing that. I will say that I know you well enough to know that um, you also have a 
the the head on your shoulders that tells you that you're clearly not the only one. You've talked about the work, you know, sort of the the greater work and not just you. Um, so, you know, hats off to anyone um, who thinks that way and is trying to do whatever they can. Because um, I know that there's a lot of people who do think that way um, and think, okay, how do I pitch in to make sure that that doesn't happen to a family? What can I do to raise awareness? What can I do to support that family in my community or on the global scale or whatever it may be? Um, kudos to you for that. That's it's when you spend the time doing it and it's not necessarily related to you too. Sometimes it makes it even more difficult because you don't have that that time where you wake up in the morning and it's that that drive that's like you see the impact right at home, right? So when you're sitting and you're drinking coffee in the morning, I mean, I don't necessarily have a thought of cancer until maybe I look at a picture of my mom or until I read something on the internet. Um, but then the stories sort of come about and I think to myself, you know, I'm going to do something today. I'm going to do something to sort of help that. Um, and I'm guessing that's probably the headspace that you're in too when it comes to, okay, I'm going to push myself to keep doing this. Yes, and there are a number of people here in, in the community that do this every year too. Yeah. It's not just me. There are several people who have been doing it for just about the 10 years that I've been doing it. So kudos to them and about half of them are women. Yeah. So every year you're going to find a <laughs> around Ithaca with their head shaved and doing that in order to raise money for uh, pediatric re cancer research. Ken, it's awesome. I appreciate you telling the story. Uh, hopefully we'll keep in touch and we can have you back and talk a little bit more about, you know, like what the next effort is, um, you know, what's down the road, that sort of thing. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. This has been the Shaking Cancer Podcast. Follow us at Shaking Cancer on Facebook and Twitter. And we are Shaking Cancer at Instagram. Reach out to us to share your stories at shakingcancer at gmail.com. By sharing our stories, we are shaking cancer.